0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to The Call-Up, presented by Triple Play Fantasy. We've got a fun, exciting episode tonight with a very fun topic. But first, got to talk to my normal weekly co-host, Michael Richards. How's it going, man?
1: Going great, Mindy. Glad to be back for another week. Uh, Always love talking prospects with you. Uh, We actually brought in a uh, a third co-host here, one of our former guests. We had a great time with him, and uh, we're very happy to have him here, and I'll let you introduce him.
0: Yeah, uh, you, for those listening to the podcast, you guys can't see him. Those on YouTube, you can. Uh, this was a guy that when he came on the the show, I believe it was like maybe a month or two ago, uh, one of the best prospect minds and overall people we had on the show. Um, he has a discord. You know him as down on the farm eight on Twitter. Um, this guy is when it's whether it's baseball cards, whether it's prospects, even does fantasy football, but he is now our third co-host here every week on the call. It is my man, Vinny. How's it going, man?
2: It's going good. It's an honor to be here. I like to be a part of this crew. We're going to have a nice little run
0: here, guys. That's right. Um, Again, Mike, every single week has been given hard-hitting analysis. And now having you both here, uh, they're the force to be reckoned with in terms of prospect knowledge. So I'm excited, especially with this episode, because we are talking dynasty sleepers. Prospect dynasty sleepers and guys that maybe are outside the top 150 but could be very relevant for your fantasy teams down the road. So we dug deep. Shout out to Vinny for this idea for a show concept here. Already making waves with his first idea for the show, his first week. Uh so without further ado, let's get to the list here and let's kick things off. And with Josue De Paula, I hope I said that right because I felt pretty confident, Vinny. Is that, that how you say his name?
2: Yeah, it's Josue.
0: Josue De Paula, outfielder in the Los Angeles Dodgers organization. He's 17 years of age and in 223 plate appearances last year, hit over 340 had five homers, 30 RBIs and 16 steals with the K to walk almost one-to-one here. Uh, What should we know about Josue De Paula?
2: Um, De Paula really broke out this year in the Dominican summer league. Uh, 17 years old. He's a big framed outfielder with a big bat. He has, he's already showing that he has very good power Um, with that. uh, The body, his body and projection, I think going forward, He's already started giving off vibes of you know, O'Neal Cruz. He looks Ooh. very similar Ooh. to Ellie De La Cruz. Just mm-hmm. a big, tall, lanky, uh, left-handed batter. Um, plus, out of nowhere, he has like sneaky, sneaky speed. Probably 25 bags a year type of speed. He walks very well. He controls the zone very well. He His plate discipline and his approach to the plate is very mature for a 17-year-old. So I think we are on the cusp of a big, big sleeper here. And the Dodgers are always turning out big, big, big
0: prospects. I mean, I got excited when you said O'Neill Cruz and Ellie De La Cruz as potential comparisons for this kid. Uh, that's Those are athletes. Those are guys that can hit the ball extremely hard. Uh, those are just guys that right now the prospect world is drooling over for when they Obviously, O'Neill Cruz is already in the big leagues, but Ellie De La Cruz, I think, was potentially the biggest riser last year in prospect rankings. And to have a kid like Jose De Paula mentioned in that same type of ilk as those guys has me really excited to uh, to look at him in any of the dynasty leagues I have if he's available. Um, but very excited. Do you now? Uh, he could be a few years away. No, um, just potential making an impact. Um,
2: yeah, impactful wise. Uh- If we're going by a timeline, he spent this year in the Dominican Summer League at 17. I would think if the Dodgers are going to progress him on a standard track next year at age 18, he'll be playing in the Arizona Complex League and probably get a late promotion to low A, uh, to low A probably around uh, August, September-ish. But if we were to put him on a trajectory and if he does break out and have an insane 2023, we could maybe see him. In uh high A in August, and then that's September, which would put him in a three to four year track for uh big league
0: promotion. Keep an eye on Josue de Paula of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mike, your first player on this list is Carlos Jorge, a middle infielder for the Cincinnati Reds, another prospect for the Cincinnati Reds who seem like they have just them everywhere at this point. Uh 154 at bats last year. 261 average, 21 RBIs, 27 steals, K-rate a little high at 26.6%, but overall just a very balanced line. Um, what are your thoughts on Carlos Jorge and his potential of making an impact? He is 19 years old, so he is very young.
1: Yeah, that's a common theme with all these players. You know, these are players, like you said, outside the top 150 that are young. Uh, you know, in, in one off year for any of these players essentially puts them back on the pile with a lot of other players, but we've got a kind of target these players early because, you know, as we saw with like a Jackson Churio last year, he, he was in the Dominican summer league and now he's a top 10 prospect, but uh, Carlos Jorge, I've liked him going back to the Dominican summer league. He has scouting grades of a plus hit tool with plus speed. Now his, his power is graded as a 35 grade raw power, which I completely disagree with. He has an over 200 ISO in both levels and His 261 average is low this year. He hit 346 last year, and a lot of his underlying metrics and numbers look the same. This guy's a legitimate speed threat. I think he's going to get into power. I think he's got a plus hit tool, as it says. So if you can get a guy like that at middle infield in an offensive uh, environment like Cincinnati, uh, this is a guy that I want on all my teams uh, in deep dynasty leagues right now.
0: Now there are between Ellie De La Cruz, Noel V. Marte, you have Edwin Arroyo, Matt uh, McLean. There are so many middle infielder prospects for the Reds here. Are, is, do you think he's able to play other positions? Because it seems like there's a huge logjam in terms of guys that play his position.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think his athleticism would allow him to move to different positions down the road. But like with all these guys we're talking about, they're they're several years away from mm-hmm. being mainstays in the majors. So I think that sort of stuff kind of will play itself out.
0: All right. Fair enough. Let's go to Vinny's next player, Nelson Rada, outfielder for the Los Angeles Angels. 18 years of age, a 311, 446, 439, slash 26 RBIs, 27 steals. A very good K rate. Uh, He actually finished the year in A-ball for the Angels and a team that needs players badly, obviously pitching a little bit more, but uh, I think they need as much young talent as they can get at this point. Uh, So Vinny, Nelson Rada, what should we know about him?
2: I'm going to go on the record here out of all the players that I have on this list. And I, I am the most confident in Rada. Uh, he really broke onto the scene this year in the Dominican summer league. He just absolutely was just killing baseballs, just doubles. You know, he started showing off a little power. He has a big, big, big potential in the speed category. Maybe we see a 30, 35 stone bases next level. He could play anywhere in the outfield, I think, but as he matures and fills out his body, he's probably limited to a corner outfielder spot, which that's okay with me. I'll take every single offensive category he has, plus the steals over his defensive prowess. Um, he walks and strikes out a decent amount. It's good blend. I like that. The ISO looks very good, too, for an 18-year-old who probably this time next year will be in low A. Um, but just... The body and the the projection, I am all over. Like, we're looking uh, maybe if all clicks with him, he could potentially be a top 50 prospect come this time next year. There's just so much projection, and I love the bat. I love everything about him.
0: Yeah, I'm looking right now. This is just MLB.com's prospects rankings, and uh, he's they have as 14. So it's not like he is high up the list here. So the fact that you're as high on him as you are, I think you're against the grain a little bit here in a good way. And I think that he might be slept on a little bit, which is what's a great reason for this show is you can find those diamonds in the rough guys that are going outside the top 150, And he sounds like he's the real deal from everything you've been saying. And the fact that you have the most confidence in him out of all of the guys we're going to talk about tonight, I think speaks volume. So again, that name for those listening, Nelson Rada of the Los Angeles angels, keep an eye on him. Mike, your next player, uh, Glider Figueroa, third baseman for the Texas Rangers. He also finished the year in high A, or in A ball, 268, 349, 550 slash line. He had nine home runs, 32 RBIs, seven steals, a 148 WRC plus, and almost a double-digit walk rate at 9.9. Glider Figuereo, obviously with a team like Texas that seems like they're kind of building in the right direction after years of mediocrity, spent some money uh, do you have a sense that Glider could be a main piece for this Texas Rangers team?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously a long way to go still with all these players, but uh, this is a guy that first caught my attention early looking at kind of the different filters on fan graphs. And then Dylan White, one of our former guests came on, he kind of talked about him a bit. And I know the Welsh has been talking him up a bit as well. So, you know, these are big time names and smart people. So this is a player that I see uh, rising on list a lot. He made some improvements in between the Dominican Summer League and the Complex League, particularly in the power department. Anytime you have an 18-year-old with an over 300 ISO, that's notable. That doesn't happen all the time, especially with, you know, a reasonable strikeout rate in in an 8.5 speed grade, 148 WRC+. Uh, You know, I talked about Carlos Jorge last guy, but this guy's even younger than him and is actually... Made it up to low A last year. Anytime an 18 year old makes it up to low A, that's an indication to me that the organization is really high on them long term. Uh, and so this is a guy, he's big. He looks older than his age, as well as if you can see in the picture. I think he's got some power and speed and uh, a, a really nice uh, target
0: in deep dynasty leagues right now. And that's Glider Figueroa of the Texas Rangers. Our next player here, J.R. Ritchie, probably the easiest name to be said so far. Uh, and He's a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, also our first pitcher on this list. Vinny, first glance, five games started, 14.1 innings, 14 strikeouts, 188 ERA. Obviously not a lot to go th- uh, from here in terms of just the sample size, but why are you so high on J.R. Ritchie?
2: I am high on J.R. Ritchie because last year when I saw him at the uh, All-American game in Coors Field, The he may have one of the nastiest off speed pitches I've ever seen in person. His RPMs are just off the charts. Plus, you you pair that with the Atlanta Braves now being the powerhouse in developing pitching. If you look at Ian Anderson and Spencer Strider, I think Ian Richie or Ian Richie, Junior Richie has the Potential to be in a similar category as them. He is their next big pitching prospect. I know if you're going to go look at lists, you're going to see Owen Murphy ahead of him. Mm -hmm, But I think there's more potential in Richie. Uh, Small sample size this year. I understand he was drafted out of high school this year. So I'm not going to expect a big sample size from him. Mm -hmm. But when he came to low A, he was just as good as anyone I've seen in the league all year he was dicing up 22 year olds 21 year olds he was he just looked like he fit there he's i could see him next year having a small run at low a and just continue to jump very quickly he has three pitches fastball his slider's very good he'll have to work on a third pitch but i am very very bought in
0: all right. We know the Braves are doing do really good stuff with their pitching prospects, even if it takes a little bit of, of time, as we saw this year with Kyle Wright, and we see with Max Three. We see him with Mike Soroka before his injuries. Like the Braves are one of the places that you get really excited about young pitching. So keep an eye on Junior Richie. Our next player as Mike pointed out to me before the show, Jason Churio, the brother of Jackson Churio, outfielder for the Cleveland Guardians. He's just 17 years of age, but already has a ton of promise for an organization that's just great at developing prospects here, Mike. Uh, let's talk a little about Jason Churio, and should we how excited should we be for this young man?
1: Well, this is an interesting one, because of all the players that I'm going to highlight today, he has he's shown the least amount of power, but... Everything else is in line with what I like to see. I mean, first of all, anyone who has a 23% walk rate and a 12% strikeout rate, they're dominating that level. They're advanced for that level. And he does have the speed. It's hard to find his uh, scouting grades that I can trust on him, but I do think he's going to get into a plus hit tool with speed. And like his his, uh, older brother, you know, he developed that power as he's going through the levels. So I think that's in the cards as well down the road. Anytime you have a player like this with the pedigree, and I'm not saying this individual player has a pedigree, but his brother has already made a name for himself, a big name, and he jumped from the same level. Uh, there's just an opportunity here in, in Dynasty Leagues just using the name value alone, it, but it's not just that. It's also that he's a good player being developed in a good organization. He was signed as a shortstop, so he's athletic. You know, The move to the outfield, I think, is more just how deep they are in the middle infield, but... This is a guy that I really like. I don't think he's rostered in many leagues at all right now. And because of the lack of home runs he's shown so far, so I would jump on this guy uh, immediately as a throw-in piece in trades and pick him up for free if you can in
0: deep leagues. I mean, you look at that, 22.9% walk rate, a 12.6% k rate. Maybe the power doesn't fully get there. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of time to tell for that. But, Mike, this just seems like a very much a prototypical leadoff hitter with the amount he looks like he can get on base. Uh, you know, uh, a 428 Woba is nothing to scuff at. So uh, it seems like it, that potentially be in his future, now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to say at this stage. Like, I, I want to keep reiterating that because these guys are several years away from being fully developed. But uh, I see him being a high-impact player down the road who could easily be a leadoff hitter, or maybe even grow into like a 2 3 type of guy.
0: All right. I love it. We go from Jason to Jason Yason, Yason Morobell of the Texas Rangers. Another Texas Rangers prospect on this list. He's an outfielder. Also finished the year in A ball, a 315, 391, 455 slash. He had 24 RBI, seven steals. The walk rate is decent at 9.9%, K rate just under 20%. So that's fantastic here, Vinny. Going back to the Rangers prospect well here, um, how excited should we be for Yason Morabell?
2: I'm excited for Morabell, and I'm even more excited for the Rangers system in general. I think we're starting to see the Rangers and all of their international picks starting are going to start hitting here. Kind of similar to how we saw the transition of the Giants organization, you know, with Canario, with Palmeris, with... uh, Luis Matos. I think we're starting to see this here with their organization. Uh, Moribel right now is not the big, uh, it's not the big name in their system. He's kind of shadowed by uh, Gutierrez, but I think he's, as he develops, I think he's going to have more tools than Gutierrez right now. He's more hit over power, which is very understandable. He's only 18. He's spent most of his time in the complex league, but I think as he starts to grow, we're going to start seeing that power. I, I kind of want to put a, I, put, I would put a tag on him because he reminds me a lot of Yario Palmares for the Giants. I think we, he could potentially follow the same exact track as that. I think we see him next year in uh, downward, uh, the Ducks in low A. I think we see him, and I think we start seeing the power and the contact just start to blend perfectly. But out of all of the Rangers – International signees of the past couple of years. This is the one that I want. I want as much as I can get of Morable.
0: That's right. Stamping your name to him, Vinny, a uh, guy that I'm sure many people haven't been aware of. But the fact that in a loaded Ranger system, um, Jack Flaherty, obviously one of the headlines in that system. Or do no, I say Jack Flaherty? Jack. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, J- Jack Leiter. Jack Leiter. Thank yeah, you. Um, oh, I got my jacks mixed up. Um, But yeah, that's a very bold statement to say he's one of your favorite guys here. And again, I'm learning about you is that when you have your guys, you're putting your stamp to him, which I love. And so make sure you keep an eye on Jason Moro Bell. Let's talk about Yasser Mercedes, an outfielder in the Minnesota Twins organization. Uh, Again, also not a guy that hit for a lot of power last season, just four home runs, but hit for a 355 average and stole 30 bases, which is the highest amount of steals we've had on this list so far. The walking K rate is fantastic. And I feel like Mike, this is one of the ones I know that's the point of the show, but I'm pretty plugged into the twins and I'm not even very familiar with this kid. Um, So why don't you talk to me and talk to our audience about Yasser Mercedes?
1: Yeah. Yasser Mercedes is someone that caught my eye early in the season. And I just haven't seen him talked about a lot when looking at him from a scouting perspective, it says he has an average hit tool. I think it's better than that. Uh, Above average speed, I think he's better than that. And he does have plus raw power. And you mentioned the power hasn't shown up yet. That's going to be the case with a lot of these players. But he's got a very well-rounded skill set. I do think, you know, if you want me to plant my flag, I think this is the young and -and up-and-coming star in the Twins, you know, below like Emmanuel Rodriguez. But like in the the next year or two, I think this guy's going to really climb up lists. The 200 ISO indicates to me that there is power in his game. You know, it's sometimes hard for these 17 year olds to actually hit it over the fence in that league, but 156 WRC plus, 9.3 speed grade. That's just all legitimate to me. I just match him up against the other 17 year olds in the Dominican Summer League, and he just kind of hits on a lot of areas that I look for in players. So, as far as young, upside, with well rounded skill set, power and speed potential with a hit tool, I'm all over this kid.
0: All right, so you should be, too. Yasser Mercedes is who you should keep an eye on in your dynasty leagues. We've got two more for you guys tonight. And I love the name, and I love the organization he's in because they need a lot of talent there. And soon, Luke Little, left-handed pitcher for the Chicago Cubs in their organization. Split time between A and high A last year. 101 strikeouts in 65.2 innings. That stands out to me immediately. 247 ERA, 35.4% K rate. Uh, This guy just seems completely nasty here, Vinny. Uh, So talk to us about Luke Little.
2: I gotta give credit to Jed Hoyer and the Cubs organization because they're starting to do something they haven't done in forever. They are actually drafting, pitching, and developing it perfectly. Like the last time we've seen this was like the early 2000s with Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor. But now their organization is now starting to become a pitching powerhouse. Luke Little, the name probably sounds familiar because – before the 2020 draft, he's the kid you saw on Twitter throwing 105. Since then he's been working with the Cubs in the Arizona, uh, Arizona complex. He redefined his mechanics. He's tried to smooth them out. They're still a little janky, but I like him going forward. He's big VLO. His, his off speed. It works, but I still think there's untapped potential with him. I saw him earlier this year at South Bend and I watched a bullpen of his, and he's just electric. He's he's exactly what you want in a starting pitcher 4-5. But uh, if he doesn't click, he's easily a, an elite uh, high-leverage reliever just right off the bat. You don't find left-handed pitchers throwing high 100s with nasty off-speed. Um, to project him out, I think it's a little it's a little hard because 22, 22 I can understand having success in low levels, especially low A. He only started one, or he didn't even start. He just got four innings uh, for South Bend this year in high, but he probably plays 23, the H23 season in uh, South Bend. But he is a, he's one of those pitchers that if he comes out and has a hot early 2023, you could see him start making the jumps kind of like maybe like a not a Kyle Harrison, but maybe like a Ricky Tiedemann if Mm -hmm. he repeats his success but it's his future really is on the balance of can he develop a third pitch cuz that will solidify if he's a darter or a very very high end reliever but i'm i like him i'm all set on
0: him let me ask you this vinny and maybe you don't have the exact answer to it at what point in a prospect's development are you concerned that they're never going to develop a third pitch that like if they get to a certain point and they haven't worked on one consistently they're like i don't know if it's if i see it happening to a point where they're going to be effective
2: I want to say uh, if you get to double a and you're still working on a third pitch, more than likely, you're probably going to be a reliever. You're going to start seeing them probably start less games and start coming in more like towards the third, fourth inning for like their four inning run. When you start seeing pitchers not get games started and start getting like the three inning run or the four inning run from like, I don't know, like the fifth to the eighth or fifth to the ninth. Like that's when the telltale red alarm should be going off. This guy's a reliever. But Luke Little, i it's so hard because he's shown that he can be a starting pitcher, but it's against the lower competition, which is its like a 50-50. I got to see more, though, but I, I like what I see so far.
0: All right, Luke Little, we're excited to see him this coming season, what he can do for the Chicago Cubs. Our last guy tonight, somebody in an organization, again, that has prospects just develop left and right, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the prospect is Jonathan Mejia, 17 years of age, and – he get 208 at-bats last season, a 267, 418, 479 slash, five homers, three steals, um, 15.9% walk rate's pretty good, 145 WRC plus here. All right, Mike, stage is yours. Let's talk about your last player here tonight in Jonathan Mejia. What should we know?
1: Well, I will say first, uh, his stats don't jump off the page quite as much as some of the other players. Uh, I don't think he has the plus speed as some of these other guys, but... I do think he stands out in the hit tool category. When he was signed, he was one of the few guys with projected for a plus tool in that class. And I don't know if we've seen the full extent of that. I mean, the 16% walk rate is a good indication, but he's going to get into more power. 212 ISO is quality, 145 WRC plus, like you said. And this is more of a feel than anything statistically. This is just a a guy that I've kind of been uh, attracted to since I started looking at this class and I'm not sure that he has the huge upside or the superstar type upside because the speed's going to not be there. But I do think this is going to be a guy who's going to have a good hit tool, get into power and be a premium prospect for the Cardinals down the road. You know, another long-term guy, but I do think he's going to be cheaper and not ranked as high as these other players because of the lack of
0: notable speed. All right. Well, again, that's kind of the time like we talked about here. People are out on him right now because of the lack of speed and his statistics aren't overwhelming, like you said, but there's always room for growth, as with many of these guys, and they could take a huge leap forward this coming season, or they could take a step back, like I know one of you guys mentioned too. Uh, But the point is we wanted to get you guys 10 names outside the top 150 of prospect lists that could be huge sleepers for your Dynasty Baseball leagues here. Uh, Vinny, we're going to close out the show, but please tell everybody on your first show here as official co-host where they can find you on Twitter and about your discord as well.
2: Um, You can find me on Twitter. I'm down on the farm eight. I did find out recently. Some of my followers are telling me there is another down on the farm, but I am down on the farm eight Um, discord. If you guys want in the discord, it's it's hundred percent free. Come join. Uh, We're going to be starting our yearly end of season prospect mock drafts pretty soon. So you can get on on that. Um, If you guys have any questions, my DMs are always open. I'm always free to talk baseball.
0: All right. And we're looking forward to having him as our third co-host now going forward. Uh, great first show, Vinny, I think as educated. Uh, you educated our audience as much as it's ever been. So really looking forward to more shows with you down the road. And Mike, you are steady as they come. Another great show from you. Thank you so much. And anything that audience should know before we sign off for the night.
1: Uh, no, not particularly. Just I just wanted to thank everyone who's stuck with us. I know uh, it can be tough to follow this stuff after a long grind of a season, but we're trying to get an early start and help people You know, that want to jump into those early leagues and make trades and stuff. So we just appreciate everyone who's followed us and is uh, sharing our content on Twitter and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. And Our goal is to become your most trusted source for prospect information, and I think we're well on our way to be doing that. Uh, But for Vinny, for Mike, I'm David. We're going to sign off for this week, but we'll talk to you all in the next one.